Hello, everyone. I wanted to welcome you to the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. Since we're all stuck at home anyway, I wanted to remind you that there will be two episodes every week until we're no longer all stuck together um, virtually anyway. And I'll be adding more and more live type of situations and really cool type of things. Also, I'm working on a giveaway for Patreon supporters. So if you want to get in on that, head over to patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast. Other than that, just check us out on Facebook. You know, just give us a search and say hi every once in a while. Post your favorite episode, a silly picture. We appreciate it. And we look forward to a quick end of this. But at the same time, it does give me an opportunity to catch up with a lot of backlog. So enjoy the episode. To Walnut Grovecast. How are you? I'm asking, that's me asking the people who are supposed to say, I'm fine, Mark. But I am actually asking um, Susan King and I'm asking <laughs> Dottie Cashin, how are you girls tonight? Fabulous. Ladies. Thank you. You know what's weird? This is, it just brought this up because I'm, I'm going to derail this whole thing immediately. Um, it's pretty much the way I go about things, I think. Whenever. Like whenever you meet a group of you know guys or men, you go, oh these are these gentlemen are such and such. These guys are well not guys, but these gentlemen. What can you call a group of women or is calling them lady? I guess ladies. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know a group of women, a group of ladies. Some people take offense at ladies. I hmm. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah, it, it's um. Gals is completely politically incorrect, so you can't go there. You can't say broads anymore. I know. Um, <laughs> that oh, went well, away I with smoking on the that. airplanes. This, yeah, but there's a certain kind of woman that broad for me is almost a compliment. You know, women women that were kind of salty, but Wait. in but not in an ugly way, not in an inappropriate way, just kind of, Tough. you know, kind of mod like. Like Annie Oakley <laughs> would be a broad, you know, like she'd yeah, almost refer to yeah. herself as one. So it would yeah. be like a term of endearment, I would imagine, for some people. Uh, to me, it to me it is. To me, I mean, because <laughs> I mean it affectionately. I'm not, you yeah. know, being ugly. Right. It's not like you're being Tony Soprano, you know, going, no, these, these friggin' broads. Lines. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bring my, um, whatever, cup of coal. You know, so um, we have Dottie Cash, and like I said, and we have Susan King. And we're already off the rails and not talking at all about Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> That's right. That's it. And um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. 
That's right. We had to do what we do best. So there. Well, bye everybody. No. <laughs> um, what what episode is this? Who, um, Susan, do you want to share with the the universe what episode we are doing? We're going to talk about the wolves tonight. The wolves, plural, mm-hmm. not singular. No, I said the wolves. No, I know. I'm 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 basically just um, over exemplifying what you said. Uh, um, <laughs> um. So yeah, we have the wolves, and um, the pets. Maybe it should have been called the pets, right? Because it, some of these dogs just look cuddleable. You know, like I I would love to take one home. They look what strange. season is this from? I don't have a clue. This is season, season four. Four. Ah. Okay. And isn't this the first season that the Garveys came in? Was it three or mm-hmm. four? Season four. Season four. Okay. I think I think Isaiah left in season three. Right. Didn't he go to Carter Country? Mm-hmm. John Carter Country? <laughs> um, now, this is also Patrick Laberto's first appearance as Andy Garvey. And I oh, thought yes. he killed it, right? He He did amazingly well. Okay, this is his very first. No, I think his first appearance was the episode. Well, you know what? I don't have my episode order in front of me, but I think the very first episode that Jonathan was in, that Andy was in that episode, but he was just kind of in the background and he didn't say anything. I could be mistaken. Could be his first uh, role. Like, Speaking, you know, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I would believe that a lot of these kids, you know, they found a place for them here and there. I, I would imagine. That that yeah. would, you know, I, I would totally believe that. Um, this episode aired October 17th, 1977. Oh, my son's birthday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 77 also? No, he was born uh. in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just cancel out what I just said. He was born, well, he, but he was born in 78, so oh, next there year. You All right. That's, that's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that is, I think that's always cool whenever I see these type of things. Um, for instance, one of the people in this, uh, you know, we have um, Larrabee here. We have Larrabee who will show up in later episodes, of course. Yes. Um, and that's... Barnburner. Yeah, especially yes. Barnburner, especially. But we have, um, he's played by Don Barry. And uh, his birthday was, he's dead now, but he, um, his birthday was yesterday. January 11th. Really? Yeah, so, and he was born in Houston, Texas. Oh, no, he wasn't. No kidding. I'm really willing well. to put money on it. Oh, um, you yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, one of the things I just really want to point out is a strange thing here. Um, the previous episode, I don't know if you guys had noticed this, but the previous episode was none other than the classic The Handyman with Gil Gerard. Uh. We have a very we have a very rambunctious and a very mouthy Mary. That's what I'm going to call her from now on, mouthy Mary. Mouthy Mary. And in this episode, we kind of have a continuation of this attitude for Mary. Oh yeah, later on in this episode, she's just like you know, right off the bat, like so. I'm one. (laughs) I, I can't help but wonder if was this an effort. To build up the Mary character. Well, either that or, you know, she was kind of at that age. All them hormones swishing around. So, this is also, also the season where she goes blind. So they're probably building it up for that. 
It could be. Maybe so. Maybe so. Setting her up for the fall. Was, there were a lot of spicy episodes with her before she went blind. The one with Miss Peel and this one. And yeah, there was a lot where she was so mealy mouthed when she was, you know, little Miss Goody Two Shoes at the very beginning of the season. But as she got into her teenage years, she had a little salt in her sugar. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that that was salt that was genuine. I, I don't believe that the um, when the camera was off, I think she was. Just, oh no, yeah. she was so, just chewing up a little scenery. You yeah, know, but, having a little so, fun. So they had to have you know really been directing her to to be this way at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now we we have something weird happening in this episode that we don't normally see, and that's the Ingalls. Are going on vacation, maybe mm-hmm. to Twin Falls, um, was uh, Michigan, right? Or where? Where is Twin Falls? I don't, I don't know where it is. Anyone else? It's not someplace <laughs> else in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Why did I say Michigan? I'm sorry. Um, you don't know. Yeah. So it is in. Uh, it's in Minnesota. Minnesota. And it's yeah. For the most part, it. It's there, but it's so strange for them to take a vacation, right? Very. Um, so I'm going to play this scene. I'm, the The episode starts with these wolves, and there's, you know, it's a really actually a beautiful shot where they're showing the dogs, and they're showing the wolves, and the attack. Um, we get to see almost like um, an early, like a really cheap National Geographic type of thing. <laughs> and... We, uh, we, you know, we see the wolves and then we go to the Garvey farm where they're just kind of goofing around. We get introduced to Andy and that's, I don't think that's worth playing, but here we are at the Ingalls household, the mantle to me. I don't know if either of you have noticed this. The mantle looks different to me. The mantle looks a lot cleaner than in previous episodes. Oh, Almost like it's been replaced at some point. So I'd love there to be a discussion about. Oh, yeah, we replaced the mantle several times. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people are always saying, like, well, we have the mantle. And it's like, hold on. Right. Hold yeah, I on. actually went to that. I went I went to the mantle in Minnesota where they have it. Oh, did you get up. to see it in person? How fun is that? Yeah. I think I, I would have I hovered over the left side of it because that's where Charles ever always kept his pipe. It would have just been... <laughs> Oh, this is so cool. Charles Pipe was over there. And where do they have that? Do they they have that at the Laura Ingalls Museum? Yeah, in Walnut Grove. Yeah, in Walnut Grove, Minnesota. The reunion was at. Yeah, they actually. They I don't know if you had a chance to go to the gift shop, but in the gift shop they also sell a reproduction of the porcelain statue. The gift I shop you were going to say a reproduction of the mantle. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, the, tell me you wouldn't buy one. It, like if they made a little keychain one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't want to give out ideas. All right. So here's that would a. That be great, though. They right? could make one into a keychain and they could put like a little batter, a little flashlight at the end of it. Or yeah. Well, they could put, you know, they can even make a whole little. Make a little. <laughs> <laughs> they can make a little fireplace or something, and it's like you press a button, yes. and there's a little fire going on. Would be fabulous. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Or one of Pa's pipes. Yeah, there you go. Right. There, there you go. All right. So here we go. We're gonna um, hear Charles B. 
being in more of a rush than I've ever heard them. It's like, all right, you're going to jump in your wagon. You're going to fly off going seven miles per hour. Relax. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not missing too much. Whoops. My volume is way down. I got to put it way back up. And we just. That music. Jeez. Now, Mary, let's just go over that one more time. We've been over it ten times, Ma. I know, dear, but I can't help but be concerned. Now, I want you to remember to keep a close watch on that sore on Carrie's leg. And make sure Laura does her studying and see that the wood stove stays lit and that the... Yes, I'm convinced. You really are ready for this. Carolyn! Coming! Oh, you good girl. Bye, sweetheart. Pretty much the only real level of responsibility Mary will ever receive in her entire life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Laura, now remember to mind your sister. I will. Carolyn, I want to go today. Coming, <laughs> Charles. <sighs> Could have been Poor to Twin Carol. Falls and back by the time you two finish saying goodbye. I'm sorry. They're going to be gone for two days. I'm sure they're going to survive. Don't worry, Ma. We'll be all right. See what I mean? We'll see you soon. Bye. Take care Don't now. get all sappy, Pa. <laughs> Jeez. He barely even looked at Laura. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll leave you on my desk. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like it just cucks, it just kicks up like a ton of like, you know, pebbles in her face. Right. Jeez. Had enough of these kids. She, they're Mary's now. Right. Oh, my God. I actually just looked up where Twin Falls was, and it says somewhere in Idaho. No, there is a really? Twin Falls in, um, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to get a distance between that and um, Walnut Grove. But uh, meanwhile, we're in the mercantile, and we're looking at a pen that looks to me to be made of steel because it's oh. shiny on the inside. But mm-hmm. the outside looks cast iron, so I don't really know. But, hmm. yeah, so I need to find out what they're talking about. Like, this is a pen I've n- not seen personally. But uh, here we go. Me either. I didn't realize there are so many different kind of pans. I do wish you would decide, Mr. Garvey. I do have other work to tend to. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm about ready to make up my mind. <clears throat> I'm still recommending this one. Seems a mite expensive to me, ma'am. Quality doesn't come cheap, Mr. Garvey. Now look at the workmanship of this boy. You can even see my reflection in it. Well, I, I don't really need one to look in, ma'am. I, I just need one to cook in. <laughs> I think I'm going to take this one. And would you throw in some chewing tobacco for me? Certainly. <laughs> now we have Lyra B. walking in. <clears throat> a few of these clips will be a little bit long because they do fill up a lot of the story that's happening. So I'm yeah. just going to let this play for a little bit. Jeff? Ms. Olson, I need some traps. Be right with you. 64 cents. Would you, uh, would you trap them? 64 cents? I mean... For tobacco and a pan? Right, that's a deal. Like I, yeah. I, Again, I think we're off on prices here. Yeah. 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 Considering the season, yeah. Whoops. Hold on. My computer has a crazy thought. Um. So, yeah, I mean, a pan has to be at least... I don't know. Is it? You think it's accurate? That would mean that's probably about total of $17? 
Yeah, because then if you say uh, $20 was at least $1 or something. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I remember you saying that one time. Yeah, that's about right, like, um, on average. So, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's accurate. Wolf crap. You got any, Ms. Olsen? Uh, yes, we have quite a few different kinds. I want the best. <laughs> no wolves hereabouts. I've got two dead sheep that say different. Best be careful with them traps. They can be awful dangerous. I'll look after my own hide, thank you. You stick to worrying about yorn. Yorn. Your <laughs> own. Well, it's about time someone said something to him, stood up to him, the way he struts around this town. Ms. Olson, I'd like to see them traps. Oh, yes, this way. So he basically picks out some traps. He, um... We see that there's this craziness between Garvey and Larrabee. I just think mm-hmm. um, it just seems kind of weird. We've never actually seen that before, though, have we? Um, well, <laughs> let me. That's is, what I was going to ask. It's like, uh, did, how did they get on such bad footing? Well, the thing is, is that Lara is this Larrabee's first episode? I think it might be. Well, we know that they have a history outside of all of this. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? The actor was in an episode before this, but it was in a different person. He played Ruth Parsons in the episode Fred, but, um, yes. but yeah, Judd Larrabee, um, as a character, this is the first time he's playing this character, but yeah, we do learn that he and Garvey seem to know each other from the past. We don't know much about it. We also learn that Garvey maybe doesn't know what he's talking about completely because, there are wolves. Right. What's he talking about? <laughs> now, what is a wolf? Isn't a wolf a species of dog? Yeah, I think it's a mix of something. I mean, I always thought of them as larger than normal domesticated dogs. I believe that they, well, I mean, there's some dogs that are, you know, huge. Sure. <clears throat> like, you know, five foot tall when they sit up. Mm-hmm. But sure. yeah, as far as your average dog um i've always thought of wolves and i'm sure i'm 150 percent wrong but i've always thought of dogs i mean rather wolves as kind of a precursor to dogs like wolves became domesticated sure, yeah. and then yeah that's exactly i mean that's what i think of a dog is like i mean a wolf is kind of like a wild dog right um, or maybe, i mean maybe a wolf is a mutt really um but you know we do have we have Laura and Andy immediately best friends, and they're kind of on their own little adventure here. So I'll just play some of that. I want to make some pies. Just a few more. Okay, three more each. How about five more? <coughs> I wonder what Bandit's barking at. I don't know. He sounds awful angry. Come on. <coughs> Also, if you hate the barking of dogs, this episode is not for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of dog barking in this episode. To the point where it's like, are you kidding me? It's like in the 1980s, they used to have those little Casio sampling keyboards. And it just sounds like yes. they sampled a bunch of them and like punched it a bunch. <laughs> you know, holy cow, just shush. <laughs> Andy, look. 
<laughs> Bandit is really the the unsung hero in this episode. But he's like, <laughs> right? shut up, Andy. I mean, I'm shut up, Bandit. Bandit, yeah. <laughs> and even Charles, you know, when Charles is carrying the luggage, it's, uh, he's like, watch out, dog. <laughs> All right, get out the he's- way. Oh, yeah, but he's still relatively new, so. Yeah, that's true. It's just, oh, man, they, this is a real Bandit episode. Um, yeah, it is, because <laughs> Bandit's got a lot of energy, and, and, and that, I used to have a dog like that. Which oh, really? Is exactly, which is exactly why I let it let him go. His name was Ellis, and uh, Kate, my daughter, named him after the last name of her now husband before they were married. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's sweet. Anyway, um, yeah, just so much energy that that dog needed to be with a young family with young children oh. and because they're just outdoor dogs. And we just knew that he would be a lot happier with a family. We ended up finding a young family with two young children, and a mom who jogged like five miles a day. And that that dog could go on a run with her. She called me the very first run and she said, that dog ran three miles without even breathing heavy. <laughs> so, oh, you, you know, know you it, did the right thing. That's if no, it's sad. Please. It's always sad, you know. Oh, it was horrible to yeah. get him up, but it was amazing because they had a dog just like it that had passed away like three months before. Right. And mm-hmm. so everything, everything just kind of fell together, and it was wonderful because my house, please, nobody home during the daytime, home for a couple hours at night, then <laughs> in the bed, and that dog just needed exercise and yeah. a better family. But anyway, real high energy as opposed to, you know, first puppy on the show that just kind of walked around like a big, you know, Jack just kind of walks around like a big furry sheep and just kind of plopped around. That's the dog I want. Yeah. I, the next dog I get will be um, a sheep dog. A, you know, we dog? actually. Well, we what do you guys? Had a dog like that, like you... Jack before. But yeah, he died. She died like two years ago. So. Oh. Well, we had one like Jack. So he, uh, she was a girl. What um, do you guys have pets now? I have a small dog. I think it's a Maltese okay. or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw a picture of the Maltese. I have a Maltese, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or it's a Maltepoo or something like that. Yeah, something. <laughs> and what about you, Susan? Do you have a fish or something? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I just we have our cat, Melina, and I just got my mother a rescue dog Aww. about about six weeks ago. His name is, what is his name? Diego. We didn't name him Diego. That was his name. <laughs> That's awesome. What kind and, of dog uh, is Diego? Diego is, he's, they said he was a mix of a Chihuahua and a something else, but he's much bigger than a Chihuahua. But he's just the perfect dog for my mother. A love bug, a cuddler. Aww. She'll sit and pet him all day long, and he'll sit there and let her pet him all day long. And they're just like sewn together at the hip. Just perfect dog for her and vice versa. Now, I've mentioned a hundred times I have two dogs. I have um, a miniature teacup poodle that's jet black, and I have a Maltese that's pure white. Um, so, and it's um, it's the white one is Yoki, and the other the poodle is Toodles because that's a masculine name for me to give a dog. Yoki and so, Toodles. But Toodles got together with Fifi and made puppies twice um, so far. Wow. So Fifi is the same exact kind of dog, even smaller somehow, right? And Fifi mm-hmm. just had a litter of pups Aww. a month ago, maybe. And we are oh, going to precious. be puppy sitting these two puppies. 
So we're I'll going to be one. watching a total of five dogs in my house. Wow. I have fun with that. Yeah. I, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it, actually. Send it should one be fun. In, send, <laughs> send me you, one in the mail. <laughs> honestly, the they're teacup poodles. So they're Aww. the puppies are like the size of kittens right now. Um, mm-hmm. How precious. Yeah. So it, it's really adorable. And um, yeah, that's it. And they the puppies are jet black, just like Toodles. So Aww. that's a little bit scary to me because we have dark hood, hardwood floors everywhere. And we put in oh. a hardwood floor, a dark hardwood floor in our kitchen and our den. So even when I'm walking, I'll step on Toodles constantly because the dog <laughs> is just like, hey, maybe this idiot will drop something and I'll eat it. <laughs> right. Which I do, which I constantly do because I know Toodles will eat it, you know. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm constantly you know, almost killing the dog on a daily basis. Um, I'm really not looking forward to almost killing a puppy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm, what we're going to actually do is put bells on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's smart. Yeah, That's because, smart. you know, it's kind of like I'm going to kill them. I know I will because they stand behind me and in front of me. or Right. I don't know. And you can. I'm a cat killer. We got the most oh. adorable cat. I was totally an accident, but still to this day. Uh-oh. It just breaks my heart. Little white kitty cat, and we named her Dinah, I think, and we were carrying in groceries, and the timing was such that she got right underneath the garage door as oh, it was no. going down. Yeah, oh, it just... Katie, my daughter will look at me every once in a while or something because they've got their huge dog lovers and they just got a brand new German shepherd named Mac. And she's like, I don't know if I'm going to let you near my animals, mom. You're a cat killer. <laughs> I'm just like, stop it. It was an accident. And that was, I mean, 20 years ago, but I still just, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's always, you know, stuff like that is really tough, but it's a genuine accident. Yeah, oh, think, yeah, it was. Yeah, we think that our one of our dogs uh, last year actually might have had a heart attack in our living room. Oh. And my niece and nephew saw her. And I was, I was in the bathroom. I was like, what is that noise she's making in us? Yeah, they think she had a heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah, these stupid dogs. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's it's crazy, you know. But, um, all right, so back to 1878. <laughs> Where dogs seem to run in packs (laughs) randomly. Um, Yes. We have the first inklings of Mary kind of losing her... um, Patience. Not just her patience, but I think her role in life. Yeah. (laughs) Because... PMS. You are not the mommy. You you know, you're just playing house. So, like, calm it down. Um, So, yeah, here we go. Where have you been, young lady? You're late. It's like, hold on. Oh, wait, you know what? Right. Sorry. I have to play it one more time. Uh, I'm not going to interrupt it, but as soon as Mary yells at Laura, just listen very closely to what Laura says, which is really kind of hilarious. I'll take them home. Oh. Come on, we'll get my cart. Sorry, I had to go back. Guess what, in Andertown, where have you been, young lady? You're late. Huh? I asked you where <laughs> you've been. It's like, what? Uh, <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? What the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back so up, mean. woman. You sleep in the same crappy loft as me. That's right. <laughs> well, I was trying to tell you, me and Andrew. The fact is, you're late. I know I'm late. That's why I'm trying I to I don't want to discuss it. You're just going to have to mind me whether you like it or not. Well, don't you want to even know what we found? I don't have time right now. She gave her the finger. 
Right. <laughs> That's what I don't know. Holy cow. She wouldn't make it one more night. Give her some Midol, for gosh sakes. Oh, my gosh. Slip some Midol in there, Laura. Slip some Midol in her cup. But, yeah, I mean, Mary, I, I don't know. I just see they're trying to do something with Mary here, and it just kind of goes away, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so... We keep seeing, we keep getting blips about the wolves and they're attacking and they're getting closer and closer to the township. By the way, I looked at it on a map and Walnut Grove is 165 miles from Little Falls, Minnesota. Oh my gosh. Well, how could they make that trip and back in two two days? But you know, it's Little Falls. Um, I'm wondering if it's, you know, it looks like it's, um, Right on the Mississippi River. So it must have been a very never, nice place. They, they never said why they were going or... No, not okay. that I noticed. But it seems to be a kind of a fishing community and um, kind of nice, actually. I never even heard of it. I'd visit hmm. it now. They even, have <laughs> the, they even have the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of... Something. I'm not going to click the link. Well, we'll have to do a live podcast from there. We're here with Charles and Carol's mystery <laughs> trip from the walls. Hi, we're here at the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Something. <laughs> we're speaking. We're speaking to the museum's curator, um, Andy Garvey. That's right. Who's never actually seen a little house in a break. All right. Mm-hmm. So we. <laughs> all right. So where are we? We have Doc looking over. The wolf. They bring the wolf home, right? Because they're stupid kids. They right. Bring, I don't know how you're going to lift a wounded animal into a cart, right? And not get bitten. I, you got me. Yeah, that was weird. They look pretty big, too. Yeah, that dog was a good 80 pounds, maybe 90 pounds. Um, well, and not only that, but the babies. I mean, mamas are real protective of their mm-hmm. babies. So they start picking those babies up. That wolf's going to go, uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. And plus, it's a wolf. So um, it's fantasy land. It's a little house on the prairie. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Nothing this can is... go wrong. <laughs> That's right. But it does. Things do go wrong in this episode, thankfully. There's the R wolf attacks, the R casualties in this episode. Um, let's see. Let's let's learn about what wolves are according to the Garveys and why maybe we can't keep them. Hey, Andrew, what you got a hold of now? Just a dog paw with their babies. She's hurt. Where'd you get her? Down by the creek. She was caught in a trap. Me and Laura got her out. Isn't she a pretty dog paw? Lord of mercy, son, them ain't dogs, they's wolves. Wolves? Wolves, Andrew. We can't keep them around here. You're going to have to take them back where you found them. But, Pa, look at how bad she's hurt. I know, but there ain't nothing we can do for her. She don't belong here. Why not? What's wrong with the wolf? Well, it, it ain't that there's something wrong with them. It's... Pa? Yeah? Don't, don't you think that she's one of God's creatures? Well, yeah, I, I think so, but there's more to it. Don't you always say we got to take good care of God's creatures and that he made everyone for a very special reason? And- the only thing that would make this scene even better is Laura's pa says, you know, and like quote something. Like, <laughs> right? 
Oh my god. I was waiting for Andy to go run in the house. Let me go get this Bible and I'll show you, Paul. <laughs> now, Dottie, you can I don't think you can relate to this be, um, because you don't have children yet. And um, mm-hmm. But there's probably no worse feeling than having your child turn to you and throw your own words in your face. Yeah. And you're, de- you're defeated that moment. Mm-hmm. Unless, because you're not going to say you're wrong, right? God forbid I'm wrong. What? <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm right. That's why you, exactly. you know, I don't know. And uh, so it's a scary proposition. <laughs> it's a scary situation that you're in all of a sudden. It is. Because you take all of a sudden your stupid advice is being thrown back in your face. Um, so yeah, he's basically saying they could stay temporarily. We're going to see what's happening. Um, let's call up Doc. Maybe Doc will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the reality here is he doesn't have the best track record. Right? No, he doesn't. Give him a little Killed morphine. another one. He's <laughs> treating him with morphine, you know? Give him a little right. powder. How's it going, Doc? Fine. He says she'll get better. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. Doc, uh, help this. Sure thing. So they're putting a muzzle on the uh, wolf. Which, yeah. which is not something that would happen. <laughs> um, I mean, I've dealt with kind of mean dogs and even the domesticated ones are not going to let you do this right she won't hurt anybody well i i know some but i'm uh i'm just making sure your pa's right andrew this wolf's a wild animal she's hurt bad never know what she's gonna get it into her head to do besides an ounce of prevention it's worth a pound of cure that's what miss beetle always says speaking of which isn't it about time you're headed off for school i guess Guess nothing now. Now get. Bye, Doc Baker. Thanks. Andrew. Yeah, Pa? Who knows about this? Just us and Laura. Maybe we best keep it that way for a while, huh? Sure, Pa. Whatever you say. See ya. See ya, son. <laughs> another see ya. Yeah, another see ya. Now, <laughs> see ya. I did read about a scene that was deleted at this point where they have him skipping away from the farmhouse and they just hear a gunshot in the background. Oh. <laughs> and then the show ends. Um, yeah. And he comes home and says, I got your phone. You know. <laughs> and there's another drama to forget. Yeah, you just move on to the next drama. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Yep. So, so, um. What is it? Garvey? What's Garvey's first name? All of a sudden, Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan gets a little bit of a lecture from Doc. Obviously, you know, Doc's. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but this Arboring is all about these wolves. It's all about keeping a secret, right? I mean, we're all you know loose lips sink ships, and yes, who better to keep a secret than Andy Garvey and um. And Laura. Laura. So Laura it doesn't have the best track record, I would say, in keeping <laughs> secrets. But we don't know about Andy. But Andy seems to be kind of like, it's really his, um, what would they call a rear? It's his um, hind on the line. Hind? Yes. Hiney. Yes. No, so. Yes. Um, let, let's hear what goes on here. What's the big secret? There's oh, no it's Nellie's. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite blue dressed um, young lady. Who's yes. With uh, oh, and she has a bag of stuff. Oh, no, she. Yep. 
Well, then I guess no one's interested in these penny candies. I was going to give you some, but you don't want to be friends. <laughs> We're just talking. I was just telling Andrew about this treehouse I'm making. Yeah, treehouse. Okay. Hello, Cooper. Nellie? Promise not to tell anybody? Andy! Promise. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, you won't tell anybody. Cross my heart. You better not. So she tells... <laughs> it's, she basically tells Nellie, and Nellie's going to, of course, keep this secret like there's no tomorrow. Um, so here we are. Right here we are about four minutes later, and we're in the mercantile with um, Doc and Harriet. Always nice to hear, Mrs. Olson. Good day. Good day. Mother! Oh, say, child, what's, what's the matter? matter? I heard Andrew and Laura talking. They're keeping wolves in wolves. Andrew's barn. Oh, Three wolves. of them. Oh, don't be silly, my dear. People just don't keep a pack of wolves in their barn. Now you run along back to school. Don't you come home with any more tall tales. It's true. He knows. Ask him. He knows. Is it true, Doctor? I'm afraid it is. Whoa, HIPAA laws. Right? <laughs> like, come on. Why couldn't he just go? He could have squashed it right there. Yep. But then um, he wouldn't have the rest of the episode, so. <laughs> yeah, but it could have went a different way. It could have went with maybe losing one or two of the cast members. <laughs> you know. I can't believe it. We've got to do something. Whoa, hold on there. Darby's got the mother wolf muzzle. There's no danger. Besides, there isn't a man in the county, much less the whole territory, knows as much about wild animals and their ways as Jonathan Darby. He can handle it. Well, I am shocked that you would be a party to such a thing. What are you, a doctor or a veterinarian? You know, Mrs. Olson, looking at some of my patients, I get a little confused myself. Oh, snap. <laughs> times have changed. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, so we have, um, meanwhile, back in the barn. <laughs> We're back in the Garvey barn with the puppies again. again. <laughs> little puppies are so cute. And, um, you know, this is actually where I was going to ask you guys. Um, do you have zoos? You have zoos in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. No, but you, you've gone to zoos. Uh, do you frequent zoos? Like you go every couple yeah. years or something like the, that? Yeah. Yeah, the Everyone's Houston Zoo. Mm -hmm. You know, Dallas, yeah. yeah, and it's always, you know, it, it's... It's nice to a point, I think. You know, I think um, some zoos do a very good job. Some zoos are, and eh, you know, we have the Bronx Zoo, which is just a really remarkable achievement. It's just a matter of, I always walk out feeling terrible for the animals, and I'm not, I'm not that big of an animal rights type of person, um, but, but especially circuses, you know, circuses are one yeah. of those things where, uh -huh. um, and that's really where I was kind of going with this. Have you both been to like a legitimate like circus with? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was yeah. a kid. Um, mm -hmm. and you too, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we went. You know, we would. Um, when I was a kid, I used to go all the time and everything. We went just a few years ago, and it was kind of shocking. Ish. It is between the clowns and the animals. It's just depressing mm -hmm. to me now as an adult. Yeah, it was just weird because you know with the we saw the Ringling Brothers um, the last time. I think we might have seen the last performance with the elephants. 
No, because they got rid of all the elephants. Right. Um, So we got to like, you know, where we saw them, you get to walk into this like special area where you can go right up to the animals and stuff. And I'm just like, this is terrible. And I just felt terrible about it. And I'm thinking, this is like, I was paying like 400 bucks today to do this. And it's just awful. I I just hated it. My son um, was basically like dozing off in the middle of this whole performance. Um, I just think circuses are silly. I just don't think that we have a need for these things. Um, Uh -uh. The only thing that I thought was really amazing was the, the, put the motorcycle in the big metal dome. Right. Yeah. I was about to say something like that. Yeah. And you know, you're thinking like, all right, well, I'm going to be here to see this guy finally die, you know, because who, you know, <laughs> this is crazy. You know, it's, it's, you have to be insane to do these things. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, the circuses were all people, the high wire, the trapeze, the people blowing out of a cannon, whatever, yeah. you know, and I it should be just that. And, um, it's just the animals yeah. make it really sad to me and they, they still do yeah. involve tigers and lions probably my favorite part of any circus now whenever i see are the dogs i think the dogs are fun yes they're little ones Mm -hmm. but then i think they're probably mean to the dogs i don't know (laughs) i just think it's um one of those kind of weird things that is a remnant of this era actually of the you know yes um you know especially in new york you know where we you know coney island had all of the freak shows and stuff oh right um we just I just think it's time to move on with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, mm-hmm. we as a family just have decided to not go to to um, the circus anymore. Um, and I don't think we're missing out on anything, you know. No. You can I buy agree. cotton candy almost anywhere, yeah. Susan. Yeah. You know that? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, that I'll probably get people who are like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And that's true. It's just. Just my I own personal that. opinion. I completely agree. Uh, it makes me just, it makes me feel gassy to go to a zoo. <laughs> uh, not a zoo, to a um, other thing. The zoo having to do with all that, I, I do think that they're doing more good than bad. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Anyway, enough of my uh, rant that's going nowhere. <laughs> so I'm going to play his little lecture about animals and why maybe the, you know, domesticated is domesticated and wild is wild. You know, those kids stories. I got a feeling that grown-ups made them up. You're probably right. Sometimes I can't figure grown-ups out. Sometimes I can't either. Hi, Pa. I'm trying to give him names. What do you think about Jonah? Oh, hold on now, son. That's a wolf you got there, not a whale. Besides, um, I ain't so sure you should be naming him first. Why? Well, because names is for pets, and, and they ain't pets. Pa? Now, hold on a second. Pets is a very special kind of thing. You know, dogs and cats and like that, they get real close to us. They get to be our friends. They love us and we love them. And that's the way it is with animals like that. Because God made them to be with people. But some animals he made to be wild. But they're not wild. Look at them. I'd take real good care of them. I know you wouldn't. And you'd train them and, and you'd love them. And you'd probably get along. But they wouldn't really be happy. They'd always be thinking about being free. You know, one time in Chicago, I saw a lady with a lion on a leash. A lion? In the street? (laughs) 
just as plain as day. She was up parading up and down, and, and that lion was going along right with her and listening to her. But you know, there was a, there's a look on that lion's face that said, I ain't happy. I want to be out in the jungle with, with the other lions. I want to be able to let out a big roar. I want to be free. I think we ought to let the wolves go. Good job, Andy. Good nice. job. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Mission accomplished. And it was like, if you listen very closely, you can hear Jonathan go, God. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know why he's okay with them having the wolves there. Even, I mean, all right, we have to have the episode. But <laughs> from... He has experience with these, with um, animals, supposedly, because I'm not really seeing much evidence of that. Um, but here we are in, you know, we have all these wolves and they're unpredictable. I don't know. It just it's a, seems like a very bad decision. And I, I would have to say that I'm right because <laughs> I know all what right. happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are back at the little homestead we have mary with her do-rag <laughs> she looks like a white aunt jemima right and, uh, <laughs> she's really she's really really pushing it and she's, <laughs> she's she has that attitude dialed way up you know yeah. it's just not really um right and i think she's even wearing ma's apron which i just think get your own apron mary <laughs> laura Now, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's not a very sensitive thing to say in the 1878. No. Yeah. no, it's not. So, I mean, I just have to say it's not a very sensitive thing to say. Hard to eat. Eat? That stuff you make is awful. I'm running out of patience. All right, I'll be in in a minute. What are you and Andy going to do about your wolf? I heard a cow was killed just a few miles from town. That wasn't our wolves. I know, I'm just asking. Who's talking to Mary, by the way? Where is she getting her information? Right? That's what I was expecting. You <laughs> heard what did you hear that from? Heard? Was Gil Gerard back in town? Well, maybe. <laughs> She's turned more into a woman. Something might be happening back there. <laughs> Who knows? There's a lot of creepiness going on behind the scenes. <laughs> no, not really. But <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. putting on the, the extension <laughs> to the house. <laughs> With bu- 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 book. Um, all right. <laughs> Did you ever watch Buck Rogers? Anyone? No? I don't think I did. I was old enough to, that's for sure. But and that's I, way before I your time, buddy. But, yeah. um, you know, well, that's killed Gerard, though, you know, so he played Buck Rogers. Yes, he did. We're going to set him free. Probably tomorrow. I'll be in in a minute. You better be. Oh, Sounds God. like me and my sister. You better be. You better be. Or what? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Not feed me your gross food? So, um, here we have. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being a bitter guy here. I, You know, Mary is just on my nerves lately. 
um, for the past yeah. um, t- for the past two hundred some odd episodes. Um, right? How many episodes are there? About two hundred. Um, so two hundred and four. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That sounds about right to me. Um, Mary's been kind of on my nerves from the beginning. I don't know something about her. And that music is very, very ominous. And, mm-hmm. and as soon as Larry pulls up, you just see Jonathan. And we've all been in this situation where you don't want to like, you know, where you're kind of like, you can't go run. And you just have to deal with this person at the moment. And you're like, oh, geez, I'm so nominous for this. <laughs> like, Dottie, when you're at work and somebody pulls up, and you're like, oh, this guy again. Ah, uh, go away. <laughs> I'm actually not working at Sonic anymore, which is good. I know you, you're not working there anymore. You're working at um, no Chick Fil A, um, or as my wife likes to say, Chick Fil A. Yeah, my my mother calls it Chick Fil. I've never <laughs> had Chick Fil A. Uh, we have one. Oh, you're kidding! Well, mm-hmm. I'm mad at them though. They quit selling the coleslaw, which was some of the best coleslaw what? there was. Oh, really? <laughs> is it that? I don't think I ever had that. Oh, I love their coleslaw. I love their coleslaw. I love their chicken sandwiches. They stopped selling those. Whenever I would like, if I was like sick with a cold or something mm-hmm. and I would like leave work early, I'd go through the drive through I'd get the chicken soup, I'd get the chopped chicken salad sandwich. And I mean, it was just like the perfect meal to make Is you good? feel better. I mean, I mean yeah. oh, it was so good. But the, but the quality of food? The soup. They still make yeah, yeah, the soup is delicious. Soup. Yeah. yeah, but they don't have the chicken salad sandwiches anymore. But the quality the of coleslaw. food is good. I mean, oh gosh, uh, yes. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? No, yeah, I, the order comes out while you're still ordering. The we, lemonade and those waffle fries. Oh, well, my New, gosh. New York doesn't get things. You know, we we really nope. almost <laughs> never get things, but we do just get one. Um, it's not too far from me. But whenever I'm running errands, it happens to be on Sunday. And I'm like, what the hell is this place problem? Not open. They're not open on Sunday. You don't survive on Long Island not being open on Sunday. If you you ever decide to go, get you some of their their um whatever you get the sandwich the chick the, the chicken nuggets the chick the chicken nuggets are not like mcdonald's i mean these no. are real chicken but their best sauce <laughs> in my opinion is the honey barbecue sauce oh my gosh it's mm. the bomb well the only the, person the honey mustard the, the honey mustard or the honey yeah. barbecue I think it's the honey. I think it's a honey barbecue that I get. Well, maybe I don't know. It could be the honey mustard. It's fabulous, whatever it is. Oh, okay, yeah. The only person that knows I'm going through this right now is um, Kim Layer, actually. And hi, Kim, if you're listening. Um, so <laughs> I, I've I've accepted a challenge from a friend of mine to do um, a vegetarian for um, a month, oh. and then I just recently doubled it. So. Oh, and, bless um, your heart. and now I'm going to be vegan for a month. So Have it's going to be three that. months. Well, I was a vegetarian for six years and oh, I was wow. a vegan for two of those years. So I, I know what it's, you know, I know it. And so right now it's, what is it? It's the 12th. So I'm been pretty solid. You know, it's, it hasn't been a problem. Um, it's just, I'll have to wait until I'm done with all this sometime in April. I'll go over to Chick Fil A. Oh, you can go to Burger King. Yes, they've sir. got that. New, they've got that new burger with no beef in no, it. No, no, no. I don't eat that stuff. <laughs> I, go, I, I think a car tire has less ingredients. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't believe in um, that kind of stuff, and I don't believe in soy. So. 
gotcha. I don't believe in a lot these days. <laughs> but what I do believe in is Garvey's. So all right, all right. Uh-huh. I'm going to go back, but I, I am going to check it out. I, I'll, I'll report back. We don't have nice things here. Like when we get them, we ruin them. So we will ruin the whole company. Cause that's Long Island. Long Island just loves to, you know, take something and wreck it. <laughs> we even have a Sonic and it's like, nobody goes there because it's like, I wonder why <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people actually people do. But, um, I like Sonic. You know, what? No. two things. Let me just no. throw. Do you guys have Aldi's? And yeah. oh, you do. We have we have Arby's. No, Aldi. A L D I. Yeah. Oh, Aldi, like the grocery store. A L D I. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get, see, we're yeah. just getting you know one. What? Um, like we have Trader Joe's and stuff. Yeah, we have Trader Joe's. Aldi's are few and far between, though. They're not like. You know, Texas is a very competitive grocery market. Mm-hmm. So Kroger's is, you yeah, know, H-E-B, Kroger's. We're getting yeah. Little. Little is the thing that we're getting next. L-I-D-L. Which is owned I've by the... I've never heard of that. Oh, really? It's the same exact premise as Aldi. And from what I understand, this might be just a rumor. Um, two brothers created um, a store... And one wanted to sell cigarettes and the other one didn't, so they split. And one became Little and one became Aldi. Wow. Um, that's the story. It might okay. not be true. All right. And those boys grew up and became Barack Obama. No, I don't know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Back, back to, to the, the wolves. What? I said back to the wolves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. What is it? understand you've got a couple of wolves kind of moved in with you. So? I want them. Look, none of your affair now. Just go about what you come to town to do and leave me be. So, you know, he's just being very Charles Ingalls about the whole situation, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I want them. I want them. Play- I looked at him and said, well, you know what? People in hell want ice water. They don't mean to get it. <laughs> That's what I would have told him. Not me. I would say, hey, Larry, I'll trade you a horse for them. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, get some, I don't know, get some blacksmithing done. Something like that. Right. All right. So here we go. Um, They're playing ball outside the school. And the ball goes underneath the decking of the mercantile. I've never noticed that this is open. I don't think it normally is. I usually, I think that normally there's lattice work under this, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure. Oh, and um, Andy crawls under to get the ball and um, overhears a little bit of a conversation. So I'll spread the word to any of the men who happen to come around. Tell them to meet at my place tonight. We'll head over to Garvey's from there. I'll do whatever I can to help. Appreciate it. Thanks for sending the message. Oh, now be careful because that Mr. Garvey can be very stubborn. I want them wolves dead, and I'm going to see to it that they are. Yeah. If he gets stubborn, he's going to be headed for a heap of trouble. Good day. Good day. So Harriet's fully involved now. She's... <laughs> mm-hmm. She loves it. Um, they decide to but hide She the wouldn't wolves. be Harriet if she wasn't. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what do children do in this kind of situation? They, Of course, they, they um, hide the wolves. Right? Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And here we go. We, we're going to hide the wolves. We're going to explain why. Not really, though. 
how come? A man. He's going to kill him. I heard him talking. Who was he? I don't know, but he sounded awful mean. I'll have to hide him out here, okay? Did you tell your pa? I couldn't. They're angry at him, too. I'm scared for him. I just figured out that I better get him out of there. Okay, we'll keep him in my barn, but don't tell Mary. Why? She'll figure out some rule I'm breaking by keeping him here. Let's go. Come on. It's like the rule of, I don't know, <laughs> good thought. <laughs> some so, rule. They have Mary up there making beds, all kinds of craziness going on. And I'm just going to play this whole thing through because the this entire episode wonderfully transforms into kind of a horror movie really quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where's your sister? I don't know. She must be up in her treehouse. I told her to be in by supper time. I'll get her. Come on, Bandit. Tell her to hurry. And then we have Carrie's um, dialogue for the entire episode. Yeah, there's actually a part where she, where they're at the treehouse. Yeah. And she's uh, trying to say something to Laura when she's mimicking Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just kind of stomp all over Hi, poor Carrie. Mary, What's what poor Carrie. Casio keyboard. Mary's exhausted. She made like a loaf of bread, and um, <laughs> she's like, but she hears this the dogs, you know, and this is all being shot in a way that we don't normally see on Little House with these mm-hmm. slow zooms. And- Now, of course, Carrie falls. Of course. <laughs> it's terrifying, though. I remember the first time I saw this episode, and I was just like, holy shnikey. I mean, yeah. it's very scary. Why I do actually you... went, I actually had a sleepover one time, and we watched this episode. And, like, while I was sleeping, I had a dream about this. And I was like, oh, that was, that was the episode we just watched. Are you, are you still friends with the people you had the sleepover with? Uh, we don't talk that much. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I didn't know if they still watch Little Housers. <laughs> but it is. It's scary. You know, and it's weird because sometimes on shows like this, I mean, not the episodes where they intentionally kind of, you know, like the Halloween episodes and stuff that are kind of creepy, funny, funny slash creepy, whatever. But but Little House and the Waltons did that, too. The creepiest mm-hmm. Waltons episode ever was the one with Elizabeth and the Poltergeist where she had the sleepover and her raggedy end all started moving by itself and stuff. I was just like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I mean, it is the freakiest. Yeah, I'm actually in season five right now. I'm starting. I had season one for a little bit, but never got all the way into the Waltons. So right now I'm on season five. So so other people have yelled at me for not have ever seen the Waltons. Is I it worth it? Waltons. It's worth it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The characters are so rich now this is a rich, crossover rich, rich. this is going to be a quick crossover to my other podcast um on the odd where we talk about paranormal stuff and really kind of creepy stuff and so you said that there was an episode of the waltons where a raggedy Ann moved yes elizabeth is like you know how they always say that children that are on the verge of puberty and stuff that there's a poltergeist activity yeah. around them or whatever 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, Elizabeth is like turning 13 or something and she has this slumber party. And I think there's one scene where the girls are all out in the living room and they're sleeping bags and the fireplace is going. So there's all kinds of creepy shadows and stuff. And, uh, well, the reason why yeah. I'm, I'm confirming that is because, um, have you ever heard of the horror movie, um, Annabelle? Oh, yeah. Uh I've seen it, but I've heard of it. It's based on true accounts. You know, I'm not going to get into whether or not I believe it or not, but it's based on true accounts with the the Warrens who did paranormal investigation in the 60s -hmm. and 70s. Now, the the doll that was possessed is actually a Raggedy Andy. I mean, a Raggedy Ann. Yes, it is. So when you said (laughs) that, I was like, what? You know, so (laughs) that's my impersonation of Chris Hassler. What? It's it's a totally creepy... I'm gonna look, I think, I'm gonna watch I think that Elizabeth, yeah, I think Elizabeth may be in her bed. I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's probably going to be at least season seven or eight. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to look for it. I'm actually meeting Elizabeth in Missouri. They're oh, wow. Going, yeah, with Charlotte and Wendy and Allison. That's awesome. Oh, okay. So Cammie, yeah. Cammie Cotler is her name. Yeah. <clears throat> Cammie Cotler. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, when are you meeting with them? Um, it's in Missouri in April, April That's the 23rd. Nice. Yeah. Um, so again, back to Warner Grove. Why do they <laughs> run, why do they run to the barn? Why is the, the barn the better decision? Um, the reason why I say this is because the barn's kind of lopsided and the doors, there's a dirt floor. Yeah. Um, if you and look the, the door actually has a gap. That's huge. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me why they would go into the barn. And Lauren just... Yeah, I've always thought, why didn't they go in the house? But but they do. They go in the barn. Now, there was a scene that they were talking about that they, they actually never shot this, but they were talking about it, where they uh, they were like, well, throw Carrie out to them and we'll run the other way. But they actually, they were like, you know what? No, we can't do that. We can't do that. And that's one of the reasons why they really regretted not introducing the Gracie character in this season. That's what they would have done. They would have just, they would have just thrown her out there and they would have just, you know. And it would have been it. Would have been beautiful. Would have been great. Sacrifice. Stop. <laughs> these dogs are crazy too. I don't know who trains these dogs. I, I know it. I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of the dog trainer. It's like, wow. How did y'all and as actors, yeah. that would have been a terrifying scene for children. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And um, and all the people watching behind them as they're acting it out. And, you know, you guys probably have heard, you know, I interviewed Sharon Evans as well as um, Brian. Um, Brian. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm blanking on his last name. Um, it is. <laughs> I can't remember. Renfro. Renfro. Sorry. Brian Renfro. Yes. Yes. Um, really great guy. Um, yeah. They were, you know, they both did 
the dog training, and I'm thinking that Sharon might have been involved more deeply at this point. Um, but this is a lot of dogs to deal with acting crazy mm-hmm. like this. this is, yes. You know, this and is, they are, after all, dogs. I mean, they're trained, but just like we were talking about earlier about the circus, they're quote unquote trained too. But every once in a while, you get one that, you know, yeah. goes off its rocker. It's like my life mm-hmm. in a week will be like this episode. Right. <laughs> So, so yeah, they listen for the dogs to kind of quiet down a bit. Um, they're all kind of in shock about this. I mean, it's it's pretty horrifying. What they, what they kind oh, of it is. Um, there is a sweet little moment where Mary comes up with the bright idea of singing. But what I would imagine is that these dogs, this pack, would attack the animals that are there. And leave. Yeah. They wouldn't stick around. They were they were looking for Carrie. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Bring out the girl with the bangs. You know. Uh... <laughs> I'll fix that speech impediment. No. <laughs> right. It just a, a pack wouldn't act like this normally. Um, a pack would get their food and leave, and they wouldn't kill every single living animal. I mean, right. you hear cows in the background there, like. Rrr. Um, and there's not one horse in this whole episode, really. Like you know, while in the barns and stuff. So that's kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, well, Ma and Pa went out. Remember? Yeah, they took the horses. So. Oh, that's true. I guess they don't have extras, <laughs> spares. No, <laughs> no. What about Bunny? They don't take Bunny. Bunny dead by bunny this point. Bunny died. Yeah, Bunny died. Yeah, they blew her away by this point. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's a good thing. Would have been a sad episode for Bunny. Um, but yeah, what we're going to do is sing now. Okay. <laughs> this is flat out horror movie right here. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is. It's just, Hitchcock City, yeah. man. Just... Mom, let's sing. What? You know, Ma sometimes sings to us when we don't feel too good. Huh? And right now, I don't feel too good. Me neither. How about old Susanna? Oh, Susanna. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Now, why wouldn't the dogs have dug underneath the the doors at this point? Well, right? they did. They, they do at some point. It, yeah, yeah, yeah they is, start doing it. They do, but I mean, th- this is way into it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I don't know. Oh, I come from Alabama with my banjo on my knee. I'm going to Louisiana, my Susanna, for to see. If I was there, like, honestly, I would just kill them all. Like, I would just, I can't listen to this. That's why they start digging under the doors when they start singing. They the do. dogs are just like, oh, heck no. Come shut on. Up, shut that's, up. that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, Susanna, oh, don't you cry for me. One of these dogs is a collie. <laughs> like you have a rabid collie. 
<laughs> wow. And it's like, yeah. I wonder if that's a throwback to, you know, Lassie. Lassie gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really, really just a really scary type of thing. But yeah, the dogs would have dug under those doors right from the beginning. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm going to play a point now where... Alright, so it gets really quiet and they're like, Well, we can't go out there yet. You know, we have to wait until sun up, you know. And then out of nowhere the dogs are just like, We're gonna completely come in there and we're gonna eat you up and there's that. I kept thinking the whole time, why are they not in the loft? But then I learned that Laura took the ladder to build her tree house, which I thought would have some some part of the story, but it's just nothing. Like, yeah. Wouldn't it have been better if they went to the treehouse and the treehouse was, you know, this, you know, like, oh, it saved our lives. Thank God Laura built the treehouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, it, instead, Laura built the treehouse, and that's why they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, um, <laughs> thanks, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Um, so they jump up on it. Well, yeah, we never even hear of a treehouse after. <laughs> it's, it's. Oh insane. yes, we do. In we the do? episode, yeah, in the epi- the inheritance episode. Remember, they plaster the walls of the treehouse with the uh, Confederate money. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. okay. Confederate yeah. money is worth a lot of money these days, by the way, collectible wise. <laughs> yes, but it's pretty cheap. You can buy it cheap, though. It's not worth what it would have been um, based on inflation, but you know, it's it's not. On a collector's level, you can't just buy it. You know, like, right. you can't buy it for pennies or anything. Gotcha. Yeah. It's collectible. That's all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically a flat out horror movie at this point. Um, and the dogs are like climbing and jumping. We're seeing dogs do things that dogs just cannot do, right? Yeah. But maybe they can. Maybe, you know, because they're crazy. I mean, these dogs are nuts. So they're up in, they somehow climb up in a loft, right? So they're going crazy. I'm going to play the thing. And Mary gets to be in the middle of it again, which I I think in a way, this is a Mary I like. This is actually, it seems like an audition for a horror movie. (laughs) Wasn't she in something? Was she ever in a horror movie? Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that? Um, It's a horror horror movie. I I never saw it. Hmm. I never saw it, but I think it was before season six. Or, like, after season six. I'm going to look it yeah. up real quick. It was after season six. This is where the barking is just so fake sounding. Yeah. Shh. Shh. It's all right. It's going to be all right. I was sure if my pa would come. I was sure he'd come looking for me. What if no one comes? And it knows the way to Andy's house. Awesome. Maybe he could get Mr. Garvey. No. Those dogs will get him. Laura, we have to try it. Okay. Gotta do this, Andy. Gotta. Go get Mr. Garvey and make him come with you. That dog... In real life, that dog would just right. go and oh, like join no. in. They'd be like, <laughs> "Wait, dead chickens!" <laughs> that dog would not be helping at all. 
Right. That dog would just be like, seems like you guys are having a lot of fun. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate them too. You know, it's like that. Their dad like told me to get out of his way. He doesn't respect uh, me. That's right. <laughs> um. So yeah, happy birthday to me. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's 1981. So it's a good four years later, three years later. <clears throat> um, But yeah, it's, this just seemed like a horror movie in the making. Yeah. It really is. It's all clear, Laura. Come on. Be careful, Bandit. Now, when I first saw this, I kept thinking they were much higher up, right? And I'm like, yeah. you're throwing him like a story down? Oh, like, this poor dog. <laughs> you break his hip. But he, but the dog, you know, he runs and one of the dogs sees him and I don't know. It, it's a very strange scene that we're watching. Yeah, it's just a rejected Alfred Hitchcock script or something. It's just ooh. the dogs. Yeah. So right, the dogs. Like yeah, it seems like it goes on forever. The dogs, the dogs. Um. So what we have is back at the Garvey's house. Um. Jonathan comes home and um, notices Andy's gone. Jonathan, you're late. Then is gone. Where's Andrew? Andy, I thought he was with you. He said he was going to meet you after school. Seen him. Has Larry been around? Has anybody been around here? Any strangers? No, uh, I don't think so. I didn't see anyone. Now, here's the Lassie moment um, for those <laughs> of you who watch Lasser. It's Laura's dog. He's a name, it's Bandit. <laughs> Been bit. It ain't too bad. I don't understand. He's, he's hurt. Why'd he come here? Trouble. It's bitten. I, hopefully he doesn't become rapid. <laughs> seems, right? seems to be a little bit of a trend with the uh, Ingalls dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Ingalls. Do you think the wolf hurt him? I pray to God that's all she hurt. Why'd oh, ever let that boy bring that animal in here? Stay here in case he comes home. Oh, Alice. So Larrabee, <laughs> of course, comes in the worst possible moment. He's like, I want to talk to you. And it's like, I'm not talking to anybody. Um, you can come and help maybe. <laughs> so um, th- there is a scene in this where I was like, Mary is kind of a badass. And that's where Mary is beating the dogs in their faces. Yeah. yeah. And... Then she grabs a rake, you know, mm-hmm. um, like a hay two. rake. I forget yeah. what they're called. That would have been the first thing to grab, really, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't she start with, like, a bag of wheat or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like she's hitting them with, like, a bag full of, like, dog food or something. Right. <laughs> like dog treats Kitty. or something. It's bacon. <laughs> it's the bag that a big like thing of bacon comes in. <laughs> She's right, <laughs> not Getting good. The grease dripping down her wrist, you know. It's... Right, must have been something tasty because the dog bit into it. Yeah, <laughs> and this is a good dog. These these are like golden retrievers. <laughs> these are <laughs> these are like the most gentle dogs in the world. I know. It's because like they're being attacked by. What? I don't know. A bag full of bacon. Right. 
It's all very visual. But she does grab a the ring. A rasher of bacon. A ra- that's what it was. That's, a I rasher. Can... So I have to grab this screenshot of Mary holding the rink because it's like, oh my God. Um, but here we go. This, it kind of stops pretty suddenly. Everyone all right? Yeah, everything's fine now, right? That's the that that's the peeing in your pants music. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's very weird how this whole thing goes on and on and on, right? But there's one line that maybe you guys could I don't know, dissect for me because I don't get it at all. And it's going to be from um, Andy. So Andy embraces his dad and says this. He saved my life. Mama Wolf saved my life. How did the Mama Wolf save his life? I think the Mama Wolf ended up getting killed by the dogs. Not for him. If I'm not mistaken, that she, uh, this may be one of those things where the episode is edited to the point where you miss a big chunk of it, like Laura's shoes in Sweet 16. Because I think at some point, the Mama Wolf, if I, I, I'd almost be willing to bet a paycheck that at some point, the Mama Wolf was there in the middle of the barn or something, and the other dogs attacked it. Well, what was happening is as the dogs were breaking in, the mother wolf had the muzzle on and mm-hmm. got it off. Oh, yeah. right, right, And right, then right. they came in and they all fought. But Andy's acting like she did it for him. You know, the mother wolf did it for its own survival the yeah. and the pups. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think it's kind of misguided. Well, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a dopey kid. So I don't think that the mama wolf saved his life. I just I think it was. Well, no, obviously not. If the dogs kept after him, then the mom wolf didn't do squat, (laughs) except you know get hurt or get killed. But I don't know. Maybe just as kids that that was their way of justifying that they they saved the mama wolf and the baby, so the mama wolf tried to save them. Oh, brother. Oh. The mama wolf didn't die though, because in the end you see her with her pups in the bush. I don't oh, think that's yeah. her. Right. Is is that yeah. her? I think so. I thought the pup. I thought they let the pups go when the pups were by themselves. No, what they do is they put the pups and they wait. They kind of waited by a log, right? And right. they yeah. were waiting for. Oh, that wasn't their mother. That was a new. That was a yeah. wolf. They were waiting to see if she would adopt them as her own. Right, oh, that's what I yeah, that's what yeah. I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mama wolf, the mama wolf, the original mama wolf got killed, and so they stuck those babies outside of another wolf den, seeing if the mama would mm-hmm. pick them up and adopt them. Yeah, that's that's what happened. But yeah, okay. So what do you do when your child does something like this? Right? What do you do? you you reward them? Right? <laughs> you go. Exactly. So that's what this is. Your old man Stimson's hound has got some new pups. 
And if we're going to get there and take a look at them, we're going to have to hurry. You mean it? A pump? Well, of course I mean it now. You took such good care of those other ones. And we never see Andy's pup again. <laughs> no. Andy never had a pup. And Mm-mm. Can I also say, what did Ma and Pa say when they came home to have all of their livestock killed? And right. Mary completely couldn't handle anything. And Laura brought wolves into the situation. I mean, it's really just a chaotic, <laughs> yeah. comedic thing. It's like having a house party at home. Yeah. Yeah, when mom and dad yeah. are gone. <laughs> I mean, we never see Andy with a pup. So what did Jonathan go showing puppies and go, psych? <laughs> I mean, just like, oh, I mean it, son. Let's go look and see. Okay, we looked at him. Now let's go home and have dinner. Right. It, it's kind of, well, it's just the whole thing is so bizarre. The next episode would be The Creeper of Walnut Grove. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good episode. It's okay. <laughs> I've always. I've always liked that episode. Um, and then, you know, they're kind of filler episodes for a while. There's not like yeah. anything really huge um, until the high, high cost of being right, which comes a few episodes later. Yes. Um, what I'd like to do is watch a few of these episodes in order, because I wonder if there's a reference to the Ingalls not having livestock. Hmm. I mean, all their chickens, all of the, I mean, we heard the cows mooing. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Charles, yeah, I'm sorry know. that, you know, these wolves completely. And what happens to the wolves? Like, they all, le- I mean, all right, they, they're they all shot, but there were more than just five wolves. Yeah. <laughs> A lot wow. of unanswered questions here, Susan. I'm confused. I'm yeah. confused. But anyway, I, I want to thank you guys so much for getting together tonight and You're doing this. So well, guys. You're welcome. Episode of Walnut Grove Cast. <laughs> um, and I keep I keep putting it off, um, but I do have to record the episode of all the hate mail I get. Which I just think is so. Funny. I know I'm dying to hear that. I <laughs> yeah. am dying to hear that. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, <laughs> I still get it. So I mean, I I just have to kind of go through it and read through it and. Um, but I mean. What is there to hate? I just can't even imagine. You want a sampling? I can't. I yeah. Can, all right, hold on. <laughs> um, hold on. I have it in my. Seriously, because I'm just like going. We always. It's so much fun for us. It's like how could yeah. somebody? How could somebody? I just. I. How could I somebody spell things so incorrectly? Right. So that's <laughs> basically the um, the people who listen to this podcast who have things ter- mean to say to me don't seem to be able to make a sentence without some error. Oh. <clears throat> um, how about this one? You sound stupid. Get your facts straight and get a life. <laughs> oh my. That's it. That's the whole email. Um, wow. Michael, well, here, wow. Michael Landon would hate you and your show. How dare you make fun of him for everything he has done for you in the world. Get a clue. Oh my! Well, yeah. no, that one doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because there's people out there that worship Michael Landon like Jesus. I mean, they are just over the top, yeah. and it's just so yeah. that that one doesn't surprise me. Hi, when you talk about Michael, you need to know the facts. You sounds dumb when you don't know him. <laughs> when you don't know him, I don't think that you know him either. <laughs> this one. Is you're annoying and uh, wait wait this one this is the one where all the women who've been on 
one at Grovecast are all going to go, huh, <laughs> you're annoying, and that bitch is too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I will. I refuse to release the date of that. Um, it's just one of the people are nuts. You know, I love your show, and now I'm not too good with it. Y'all need to. That's it. <laughs> okay, that that was a caring sentence right there. <laughs> wow. People's, where can I watch? You know, um, that's it. Like this is like the whole email. Like where can I watch? Like. What? Like, where do you well, even get my email? Like, it's just. Well, but I think people can be so sentimental about it that they can't. I mean, because you have to admit, you and I have probably done not more episodes than you and Chris and Chris, but those episodes were so long ago. But we look at it in a, well, even when you were doing it with Chris, oh my gosh, some of the episodes y'all did, like Meet Me at the Fair and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, Meet Me at the Fair is my favorite, but also the one about also the one about the little girl that dies and the mom that goes wacko. Oh, El- uh, my, Ellen. my Ellen. Yeah. My Ellen, yes. How did I forget that? Yeah, my oh, it was just one. yeah, hilarious. But go but down we to the did, potato locker, whatever it is. Yeah, no, she wanted an apple in the corner. But we do, but we do look at it in a different way. It's like we don't yeah. take it so seriously that we can't make jokes about it and i adore that series that series got me through some of the roughest stuff in my childhood ever and i love the characters but i'm not gonna take it so seriously that i can't poke fun at it or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it was it was a beautiful series it is a beautiful series that's Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's generations it. and generations. Yeah. But we can't take it so serious. Every time I yeah. watch it, I, I think the show is fun. I love it. It's a time capsule. But I'm not I'm not the official Little House and Emperor um reviewer, you know. I'm allowed to have my opinions the same as you and same as them. They're allowed to dislike what my opinion oh, absolutely. is. I would never tell these people that they're wrong. It's just that I have a platform no. to make fun of them because they're idiots. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with five brothers, so I'm like, I know how... Uh, you know criticism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the sarcastic and so. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's yeah. marketwalnutgrovecast.com. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Maybe it's just an easy... I, I think somebody... Um, there was another Little House in a Prairie podcast. And uh, yes, there was. They asked me to come on as a guest, and I said no. <laughs> And then I mysteriously got a few hate mails. <laughs> so oh, wow. I don't know. They think I don't know. I I don't. I don't do interviews. I get asked a lot on the paranormal thing. People ask me to do these things. Um, as somebody who's not written a book on anything, I've never. I just don't find. I don't want to sit there and talk about myself. If somebody has questions about me, they just listen to my podcasts. I talk about myself way right. too much. So. <laughs> It's it's just one of those things where um, I don't. I enjoyed you know. I enjoyed that one little house podcast though. It was kind of like a fifteen minute millennial version of it, and I thought in some ways it was entertaining. But there was another one that had like three girls that sounded like they were in college or something, yeah. and it was just yeah, it was. Cuckoo. Let's open up a bottle of wine and lose track, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's. 
I have no issue with anybody doing any of these things. I think it's great. Um, it's just a matter of, I think that what this show has been bringing to the table has been consistent and, um, and it's really hasn't changed since the first episode. <laughs> um, I'm shocked that somebody's not doing a podcast on the Waltons. I flirted with no. that I know. And, and, and I have flirted with that in my brain for probably, yeah. I don't know, six months. I've looked through all the Spotify and everything and iTunes. And I haven't found any of it. Mm-mm. There's nobody's doing that. And it shocks me because it mm-hmm. still has a huge fan base. I mean, somebody, somebody there just built a hotel that looks like the Walton's house. Really? Oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody just built a hotel that's just down the street from the Hamner's real house, which is still there. And you know they have a, they have a museum, Shiler. They have a museum and everything there. I mean, it's just as cuckoo as Little House. Somebody should yeah. do that. Um, it's just one of those things where I just think people either maybe they don't know how and all that kind of stuff. And I wish if somebody's listening to this podcast, they're like, you know, I wish I knew how. People are allowed to email me and ask me a nice question. And I mean, I've told. <laughs> I've spoken to people several times about helping them get their podcasts recorded, edited, and produced, and uh, released, you know, and as economically as possible. And if if people are listening and they have any questions about that, you know, I have like six or seven different podcasts. So it's like, I know how to put them out, and I know how to do them without, like, completely breaking the bank. Um, you know who has an interesting idea, and we're going to do a little bit of a weird Warner Grovecast in the future is um, Tina Reese. Um, she runs a Highway to Heaven um, page, mm. and oh wow, she okay. she and I were talking about reviewing an episode of Highway to Heaven. So I've I don't mm-hmm. remember the show. I watched it when it was new, but um, I don't know. I have to go yeah. kind of go back and and see what that's all about. So that'll that'll kind yeah. of pop up in twenty twenty sometime or another. I actually. I actually have uh, all five seasons. I got it for like 20 bucks and a half. Price. Of Highway to Heaven? So yeah, Highway to Heaven yeah. was, was like, it was good. I think, was- yeah, I think one of the better episodes was the one with Dick Van Dyke playing the homeless guy. That was really, yeah. that was I really a good one. I think the last episode I watched though. So, yeah. Really? I'm going to play mm-hmm. the theme song real quick because I don't know what the theme song is. And then I'm going to let you guys get to sleep. <laughs> okay. But here we go. I'm going to just play a little Highway to Heaven opening. It's, oh, no, this isn't right. It's Maybe kind of three. similar. Almost. How dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah, it kind of is. In a land further. Are there words? Huh? Are no. there words for this or is it? Mm-mm. Oh, it's not like the A team back then where it's like, you know. Yeah, it's like Victor walking down the well, I'll, play it. I'll play it under this, under you talking. <laughs> In a faraway land where dreams are made of butterscotch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, the Yeah. <laughs> You know, it always, you know, this reminds me of, I don't, this is really, this is like dating myself where you think I was born in the thirties. Um, it reminds me of the Whistler, uh, radio show from the fifties. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. it, the way it opens up, and that's now I'm remembering because when I was very little, I used to listen to the old time radio shows, um, and I remember the entire premise of this completely reminded me of the Whistler and other type of radio shows where they would just um, people would be hitchhiking and they get picked up and a weird experience happens. The Whistler. Well, I'm sure that I'm sure I'm sure David Rose wrote the music for that too, because Michael Anna just kept everybody with him through mm-hmm. every show, you know, mm-hmm. Bonanza. Like we've talked about before, you can hear snippets of Little House music in Bonanza. I mean, yeah. it's really Bonanza music that they've put into Little House on the Prairie. It's really what they yeah, they've recycled it. I just you know, I've tried Bonanza and I, I, it's just not for me. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes, and I'm like, it's okay. Oh, the one with the one with the hoss and the leprechauns is the best. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, there's a few good ones. Well, again, guys, I want to thank you so much. Um, Again, we have Susan King, we have Donna Cashin, and um, you can find them (laughs) um, making snide remarks to people's posts over on Facebook and the Mm -hmm. Walnut Grovecast. And um, yeah, it was you know, there's a lot of cool stuff that I want to try out this year, um, but I also don't want to mess with the formula that's kind of moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. believe it or not, we're like Warner Grovecast is like up to like episode seventy, I think, or something. Mm. There's a lot really? of episodes. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes, but we haven't. They're yeah. not nearly all reviews. A lot of interviews. Yeah, there's a lot right. of interviews to come. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So. So actually next week, and it will already be released by the time this comes out, is I spent, I think it was two and a half hours with a friend of mine, and we discussed Sylvia, and she's a psychotherapist. Mm. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so we really got nice. into the nitty gritty of it, and we, we took, um, but as she would say, you know, the episode is really um, crazy. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's not an episode people remember when you're, when you're just a casual Little House and Prairie watcher. Right. Um, I think can, yeah. when I was a kid, it was heavily edited. Um, I think they edited it into one episode um, when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, that's what I kind of remember. Either that or a 90-minute episode. I'd love to, like, look into that. I I know it would have um, been on WPIX here in New York, and I actually know somebody who runs the archives there. So I'm going to find out if I can. I, you know what? The TV guy would probably say it as well. So Yeah. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time tonight. If you My guys, pleasure. Do you guys want to say anything? Do you want to um, say um, any any projects that you guys are working on or um, things that you kind of want to share? Well, I'm trying to get back to my memoir. I haven't written on it in three months since October, and my my flat my laptop crashed, and I just got a got it replaced. So. I'm still working on a memoir. Mm. It's not my memoir. It's a memoir, rather. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever get it published, but um, it's a really important piece of family history. So I'm kind of getting that down for posterity's sake. Yeah, it's... um, It's well, it was really interesting psychologically when I was a little girl, just in a nutshell. When I was a little girl, I was fascinated with the movie, um, The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. And mystically is the only way I can explain it. It just all of a sudden puzzle pieces came into place for me. 
as to why I was so fascinated with that film. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, my sister shared the name of the character in the movie, Jean. And my sister, unfortunately, mm-hmm. was a very negative influence in my life when I was young. And that's what the deal was for me. That's why I liked watching that film, because at the end, the main char- one of the main characters in the movie puts a stop to the negative influence that the character in the film has to these 13-year-old impressionable girls that she is a very bad influence on. And so it was just, I know, I mean, I know that just sounds totally psychobabble, but no, no, it, no. Was just, it was just so strange how that that's how I coped with my sister's abusive behavior toward me. I would almost obsessively wait because you have to remember, I grew up in the seventies. There was no VHS. There was no, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if something special came on TV, it was like the wizard of Oz once a year or Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella or the sound of music. And if you missed it, if you missed it, you just missed it. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. coming back on again for another year. So I would kind of obsessively check the TV guide in the big newspaper every Sunday to see if that movie was coming on because even though obviously I didn't know it at the time, there was such psychological satisfaction for me getting to watch that film and getting, that's how I dealt with her. I, I, I didn't have the power as a little girl cause she was a lot older than me. I didn't have the power to stop her, but I got psychological satisfaction seeing a character who had the same negative influences sure. on these little girls stopped mm-hmm. and God, I'm 58 years old. And that all that just came together for me like 10 months ago that I, I I don't even know how I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't meditating about it. It was just like, (gasps) it just kind of floated down like a feather in my lap. And it was like, wow, this is really ironic considering I've spent so much of my life trying to figure out my mess and, and do better and be better. This revelation just kind of fell in my lap and it was so fascinating to me <clears throat> that I wanted to write about it. So the name of the memoir is Miss Jean, my sister's name, and the character of the book. And so anyway, that's what I'm working on. That's interesting. You know, the film, Thanks. from what I understand, I mean, I, I mean, I've seen this film. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but is there a, you, do you know if, the, if there is another edition for the UK? I don't know. There may be like a, a longer version for the UK because, you know, we would just kind of squash things. A two-hour movie um, in the U.S. and they're like, oh, we squeeze it down just a little bit. But um, and also, if something is just a little too aggressive, I don't know. The one that they showed here in the United States showed Pamela Franklin is in that movie, and they showed her uh, here in the United States the nude scenes and everything. She was mm. completely nude, and they showed that. They might have. They might have been able US. to squeeze it all in then. So um, I don't know. I just remember it as um, there being another cut. That's all. I don't know. I'll look, I'll look into there it. I looked be. it up really quickly. Um, but yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. Well, but yeah, that's a movie I haven't seen in a very long time. I, I like that era of um, of time. You know, that takes place oh, in the 30s. it's a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. And oh my gosh. Um, um, what's her name? Maggie Smith. I mean, she won an Oscar for it. She was just perfect. Because I had never read the book, and I I was so moved by this revelation that I had that I got the book on Audible, and I had no idea that the Mm. character of Sandy in the book ended up becoming a nun. I was just like, whoa. Yeah, that's a little bit. (laughs) 
<clears throat> but anyway, yeah, that was my satisfaction with it. I, I could not wait. It was like watching the end of a great football game or something to me. I just could not wait until the character of Sandy put a stop to Miss Jean because I felt so powerless to stop my sister's negative influence. Anyway, it's just, I, yeah. They're talking actually about a reboot of this, but in 3D. No, I'm kidding. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're running out of bit ideas in Hollywood, you know. They're gonna... Oh, yeah. Don't I know it. Yeah, it's so. like, can we get some new blood, some new writers, instead of remaking stuff over and over? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I did love the remake of The Star is Born. I really, I didn't think I was going to, but I really did. Well, is it the third remake or something? Fourth. Jeez. Fifth. fifth. I've made one. Yeah. (laughs) All those student films. But um all right guys. Well yeah, thank you again so much for um your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you both return very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting Wanna Grovecast by heading over to patreon.com slash wanna Any support is appreciated. 